0: All right, guys, welcome back in. We got the first NFL DFS video. That's right, week one is finally here. We killed it in the preseason. We're going to look to kill it in the first week of the NFL season. Normally, that's one of our best weeks as well. We normally dominate in the preseason, then dominate at the start of the season. That's because we have all that information that we've acquired throughout the year, and it's just readily available, and we know who to take advantage of, which players are at a value. And a lot of the times, people will try to play, this week and that creates a lot of opportunities for us as DFS players so we're gonna look forward to this slate it's gonna be a good one got some really good picks let's start off here with the quarterbacks all right let's start it off with the quarterbacks here we're gonna go with the best quarterback in the game that's right we're gonna start off with quarterback Aaron Rodgers now he is priced up a little bit I typically don't like to pay up for quarterbacks but you know he is a consistent quarterback he last year you know he didn't play the whole season but he played six games um In 4 out of 6 of those games, he scored over 21 fantasy points per game. And in all of his starts, he had over 16.5 fantasy points per game. Last year against Chicago, he also had 23 points. You know, he kind of just tears up the Bears when he plays them, so I do like him. If you're going to pay up, that's going to be the one I'm going for. A lot of people are going to be paying up for Brady or going with Watson. I don't mind that, but I think those defenses are going to be a lot better. A lot of people are going to be remembering that game from last year where the total of the score was just so high, and both the quarterbacks, both the teams went up, and a lot of people are going to be stacking that game. I'm going to be staying away from that game. I'm going to be going with quarterback Matthew Stafford as my second quarterback. Um, He was the only quarterback last year to get over 10 fantasy points in all 16 starts last year, so I do like him. Uh, He's going up against the Jets that finished 30th last year at that position rank um, against quarterbacks, and last in the preseason, they actually were uh, 21st. So that kind of tells me that they haven't gotten that much better on defense. Heck, they probably haven't gotten better at all. So I'd like Stafford as well. I think he'll get you around 20 fantasy points. Um, the two quarterbacks that we touched on are going to be lower tier quarterbacks. I really do like Ryan Tannehill in the matchup against the Tennessee Titans. I think this is going to be a shootout. I really do like Tannehill. He's one of those consistent quarterbacks. I do think he'll probably get you at least 3x at that salary. That's not too bad. I do see him getting around 18 fantasy points. So And just overall, that Titans defense, they've been the worst in the preseason so far. Um, and Hill looks sharp. He's going against the Ravens, who actually do have a pretty good defense. And uh, the third week of the preseason, he had nine DK points in one quarter. I mean, he just looks sharp. And then going really low, going to go with quarterback Nathan Peterman for the Bills. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you know I've been praising him. I really do like Peterman as a quarterback. Um, he had that rough start that everyone remembers against the Chargers with his five picks. but they forget about is it. kind of what he's shown on film in the preseason last year and this year and his other time on the field last year besides the Chargers games he's looked good I don't mind him I mean he looked good over this last preseason he had 80 percent completion percentage he had 477 yards three TDs and one pick this preseason so I do like that and just at this Saturday I could definitely see him gain 4x so I don't mind that if you're going to be going cheap I don't mind paying down for quarterback to stack up on some studs later on in this video Alright, now time to get into the running backs for this slate. The first one I'm going to start off with is going to be David Johnson. Obviously, he got injured the first game last year, but I think he's going to bounce back. He's looked pretty good in the preseason so far. Looks like they're trying to get him involved like they did last year as well. We look at his matchup against Washington. It's a matchup that I think we can exploit. Uh, they look like they had a pretty poor run defense in the preseason as well. They ranked third to last. Um, so I do like that matchup. Also, Kareem Hunt. In two games against the Los Angeles Chargers, he averaged three, or 35.5 DK points. So, I mean, that's tough to um, avoid. Uh, and I do think he's got a nice safe floor for you, so he he won't be a guy that's going to bust the slate for you, so I do like him. Um, look for him to get about 20 DK points this week. And then Kenyon Drake, uh, this is going to be more of a stacking option for the game. I think you could possibly actually stack him with Ryan Tannehill and then Danny Amendola, which I'll touch on in a second, but I also do like Derrick Henry coming back. Um, as a stacking option as well. And then Christian McCaffrey, I think that's just going to be such a safe play for you. Uh, you look at what he did. If you, you take all of his work throughout the preseason, um, he would have had 32 uh, DK points throughout that full game. So I do. I mean, that's just kind of crazy. If he played a full game throughout the preseason, um, you take all that work accumulated, he would have had 32 DK points, which is. I mean, that's crazy. I, obviously, he's not going to do that well, but uh, the. They're trying to get him the ball. They're going to give him about 16 touches per game. He's going to catch about five catches per game, so I like that. It's a nice safe floor, not that price. I, I, I'm not going to be um, avoiding that. Getting to the running backs, though, I think Carlos Hyde's too cheap. He's a starter for that offense. Um, also, Tampa Bay, Buccaneers starting running back, Payne Barber. He's a little bit too cheap. don't really like that matchup, though. Uh, Jordan Wilkins has a decent matchup. Uh, he could do pretty well, but I'm mostly going to be avoiding him, I think. But he is pretty cheap, so if you want to go there, you could. Like I said earlier, I do really like uh, Derek Henry. I don't think the Miami Dolphins had that good of a defense. Um, so that is something you could exploit there. And then James Conner, I want to throw him in there as well because if Le'Veon Bell is out, I do think James Conner is going to be a nice, safe play for you. I mean, he's going to be like a lot to get 12 DK points. So uh, if Le'Veon Bell is sitting, I'm definitely playing James Conner. Alright, let's get into the receivers. I touched on Danny Amendola a little bit. I just really like that matchup and I do think it is one that you can exploit. I really think this is a game that you should be stacking. Um, I really do like Calvin Benjamin as well as a nice stacking option for Nathan Peterman. they're both just really cheap. I mean, you look at that stack right there, that's going to be 9K, 9.2K for that stack going against Baltimore. And Baltimore is without Jimmy Smith, so they're not going to be as good on defense. So I really do like that option. That's a nice, cheap, safe floor. Calvin Benjamin's the only um, target in town there. And Nathan Peterman really likes to target him, so I I think I'm going to be dipping into that well this week. You could also go with Jarvis Landry. He's gonna be He has a nice, safe floor, especially without Josh Gordon in that offense right now this week. Uh, he's not supposed to start. Josh Gordon isn't, so that's why I really like Jarvis Landry. And then Brandon Cooks, he's going to be more of a turn but I don't mind him this week as well. Um, Some other players you could go with are going to be Mike Wallace. He's a little bit too cheap. The receiver number one for the Jets, most people don't know it, but it's Quincy Inunua. So I I don't mind that, especially they're probably going to be playing from behind, going against the Lions there. I think the Lions D is someone you could target. I'll touch on that a little bit. D.D. Westbrook, he's the guy I like the most in Jacksonville. He's definitely too cheap. Tyree Kill, I do like him again. He just has a nice, safe floor. They're trying to feature him a lot, kind of like Christian McCaffrey, but for receivers. Then Philip Dorsett, he's the receiver number two for the New England Patriots. You never know kind of what their scheme is going to be, so I don't mind him. Then Antonio Brown, just going against Cleveland. He kind of, historically, he tears them up, so I don't mind that. Uh, Really not bad options, though, for you overall with those wideouts. You could go cheaper if you want to, but this is going to be my core for this week. All right, getting into the tight end plays. Um, really, this week, I think it's going to be me, Gronk, or nothing. Uh, I just think he's got a nice safe floor. And on this slate this week, I think you can actually fit him into your lineups pretty easily. So I don't mind that. But if you did want to go cheaper, I think Jack Doyle is going to be a nice safe floor for you. Um, probably looking around 8 DK points to 10 DK points. Um, the matchup's not the best, but, you know, Andrew Luck likes him a lot. Um, Ricky Seals-Jones is guy I got in a lot of my drafts. So I think you'd go with him uh, potentially. So I don't mind that pick at all. Then also Nick Nick Bennett. He's just got a really easy matchup going against the Denver Broncos. Um, Really, with him, you're just trying to predict a touchdown, so I do not mind that option with him. Alright, last thing I want to touch on is going to be the defenses. Uh, typically, I you know I won't really focus on these too much because I feel like most people have a solid feel for who they want to play defensively each week. But if you don't believe in Nathan Peterman, you definitely should be playing the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I do think the Green Bay Packers, their defense, I think is kind of going to be more like the Eagles last year where they give up a lot of yards, but they also get a lot of turnovers. And, you know, going against the Bears, Trubisky hasn't really shown me that much just yet, so I think that is maybe something we can exploit there. The Los Angeles Chargers. You look at Patrick Mahomes, he's actually seems like a really turnover prone type of quarterback. So where they might give up a lot of points, a couple of big plays here, I think they might have a lot of sacks and a few turnovers. And the Detroit Lions are going to be my favorite defense, going against Sam Darnold in his first NFL start with the Jets. Um, There just doesn't seem to be that much chemistry so far in that offense. You look at Curwell and Powell, they haven't really got that much time on the playing field with Darnold, uh, Nunoah, Robbie Anderson, and uh, Terrell Pryor. They haven't really got that much time together. So the chemistry is going to be off there. I'm really going to be targeting the Detroit Lions defensively, and they're a little bit too cheap. Yes, that's a Monday night game, so that doesn't really help you on the Sunday slate. So on the Sunday slate, I think you go with the Chargers. All right, thanks, guys. Hope you enjoy the video. As always, please give me a like and subscribe. I appreciate it. guys welcome in so I typically do the NBA and NFL and PGA DFS videos this week I'm gonna be giving you the waiver wire uh, audio cast here I am driving right now so the auto audio might not be the best quality here Um, but I just want to get out to you guys because I really think that this is a week where you can really take advantage of some really key injuries and there's some really nice waiver wire options that people really aren't on and they really don't see they're kind of just stuck on like Kenyon Barner where I, you know, I'm not even convinced that he'll be the running back that the Patriots lean towards uh, this coming week. You know, I could just see them signing someone like Kenneth Farrell off the practice squad, who's more of a banger, and you know, he could be the guy that they go to in that situation. That's something we'll talk about in a second here, but I do want to start out with the running back position. So, um, some people really don't know this, but uh, Peyton Barber left the game a little bit early, and so obviously Ronald Jones, who's by far the better back, you look at last week. Uh, I'm talking about backs that, you know, are just better. Um, Marlon Mack, he went off. Kerryon Johnson, he went off. Um, There's one other back that I can't think of right now, and I know right when I get done with this, I'm going to have his name in my head. Uh, I just can't think of it right now. Um, But, you know, they're kind of backs like Phillip Lindsay where they're just better than the other running back that's on the team. Um, Ronald Jones is that guy on that team, for that team. Uh, sorry, someone else like Deion Lewis, who obviously he finally had a better game than Derrick Henry and he, you know, he just looked more effective. Ronald Jones is that better back in this offense. So I think, you know, if obviously Peyton Barber is going to be missing time, Peyton Barber hasn't really been that effective as a fantasy asset. But Ronald Jones is just the better runner out of that group and he can catch the ball out of the backfield. So I really don't mind Ronald Jones. Uh, someone else to keep an eye on here is uh, going to be Trenton Cannon. Now, the Jets really liked him in the preseason. And something to follow along with the Jets is when they really like a player, they'll let you kind of know the Jets beat writers are pretty much trash. So anytime you get some hype out of someone out of preseason, that means the Jets actually really do like them. Last year was Elijah McGuire and Robbie Anderson. Obviously, we know the year that Robbie Anderson had last year. This year, it's Trenton Cannon and also Chris Hernan. Hernan is the tight end that I'll be touching on later on in this uh, episode here. Um, but Cannon, he's a guy that can catch the ball in the backfield. He had a really nice catch and run. You know, he's nothing spectacular, but with Isaiah Crowell kind of banged up, and then also Bilal Powell left that game, I really like Trenton Cannon as a nice, you know, fill-in flyer. And then also going forward, Elijah McGuire, who I do think is better than Cannon, he is due to be back in about two weeks. So, you know, two not-bad options there for you out of the Jets' backfield. And I do think that they'll be playing from behind a little bit more, especially with all the receivers banged up. Rashad Matthews just signed with them. I don't think he'll be a fantasy asset because I think Robbie Anderson is better than him. Um, The next uh, player that I want to touch on is actually going to be Marcus Murphy here. Um, So Chris Ivory, he actually is a little bit banged up. I'm not sure about his status yet. Um, Either way, the Bills are going to be playing from behind, and so I think that means Marcus Murphy is going to be a nice little PPR asset for you. You know, someone like Jalen Rashard, he's gonna be the exact same value as Jalen Rashard. Um, you know, I'll, I'll touch on the Oakland backfield in a second, but LaShawn McCoy's out for the Bills. I, I just don't see why they'd rush him back. Heck, they could even try to trade him to a you know running back needed team. So Marcus Murphy, you know, he's a specialist return guy uh, for the Saints when he was drafted. You know, so he's a guy that can make people miss. And you kind of saw that last week. So I really don't mind Marcus Murphy as an option as well. Um, Obviously, you have Kenyon Barner. You could go with him for the New England Patriots, but I could really see them kind of using Cordero Patterson out of the backfield. Obviously, they're gonna be going with James White until Sonny Michel is back. And I did tweet this out. Um, The most logical thing to me, um, Sonny Michel is week to week right now. Uh, I do think that'll mean that he's out four weeks. So they had three games and they have the bye week. So there's no need to rush him back this week. And then the following week, maybe he'll be healthy enough to play. That'd be the week that he would play. And so, if he's not healthy enough to play in that second week, I just don't see why you'd rush him back in that third week when he has the bye week coming up to give him a full rest, mm-hmm. kind of like what the Minnesota Vikings try to do with Dalvin Cook. It's kind of that same situation. Um, but let's go ahead and touch on the Oakland Raiders running backs here. So, Doug Martin, he's pretty much the same talent as Marshawn Lynch right now. Obviously, they're different kind of runners, but I think we can get the same production out of them. I don't think either, you know, I wasn't really high in Marshawn Lynch. Um, This year, so I'm not going to be really high on Doug Martin. And I do think the Oakland Raiders, you know, they're not good. They're going to be playing from behind. So Jalen Rashard will be seeing a lot of the snaps as well. Um, It's kind of like a really poor man's version of kind of what's going on in Cleveland with uh, Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson. So kind of the same similarities there. Um, That's really kind of all I have for running backs here. If you want to go pick up Mostert because Breed is injured, you can. But Breed is just a more elite talent than Mostert. You know, I don't mind Mostert. You know, he's. He was an option that I was looking at before the 49ers brought in uh, Alfred Morris. I thought, you know, Brita and Mostert could be a nice little one-two punch. Uh, but, you know, I just I haven't really been high on Mostert yet. He, you know, he did look good, though. Uh, you know, I didn't mind the snaps that he got. Um, so if you want to pick him up, that's, you know, that's something you can do. Um, but let's get into receivers here. So there's not that much that I like. If So the Arizona Cardinals, they did, you know, switch to Brian Lefwich, as their offensive coordinator and a lot of people are hyping up David Johnson now that they're saying that's gonna help him out a lot which is probably true but for me I think the biggest help is actually gonna go Larry Fitzgerald you know he's just a really good talent he's still talented now he's a little bit banged up this year but he's kind of always been banged up these last few years and honestly I think he's still got it if he's dropped on the waiver wire might as well pick him up he could be a nice little fancy asset for you going forward if people are predicting that the offense is going to get better obviously Larry Fitzgerald still one of the better receivers in the league he's still gonna have a good year then that's what that means to me they'll try to work to get the ball in his play in their playmaker's hands he's obviously one of those playmakers on that team so you could definitely go with Larry Fitzgerald there um, the only really other receivers that I really want to touch on um, Jaquene Grant uh, for the Miami Dolphins, a lot of people are probably going to try to hype up Devontae Parker or Danny Amendola. Danny Amendola did have the big game, and, you know, they kind of did like him early on in the preseason as well. They thought Amendola could be a guy that they could really go to a lot this year. Um, but with the injuries to Kenny Stills and also Albert Wilson, I just think this is a tremendous opportunity for Jakeen Grant, who, honestly, he's their best playmaker on that team besides Kenny and Drake. I just don't see why they haven't been able to get him the ball. Now, yes, he is shorter than Albert Wilson. And Albert Wilson and Jaquem Grant. Jaquem Grant's a little bit faster than Albert Wilson. But I just think he's, if you liked Albert Wilson, there's no reason for you not to like Jaquem Grant. So if you had Albert Wilson on your team, go ahead and switch him in for Jaquem Grant now. Albert Wilson's most likely going to be out for the rest of the year. Um, And really the only other receiver that I can really want to touch on right now um, is actually going to be Marquez Valdez-Scantlin for the Green Bay Packers. Now someone probably dropped him because the Packers had a bye week last week. And they probably figured uh, Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison are going to be coming back. But I really do think Marquez Valdez-Scantlin is the best receiver out of those two receivers other than, you know, Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison. So I really think Scantlin is going to be a guy that you should and can own. And, you know, he could be your nice little um, receiving option going forward for you in that Green Bay Packer offense that's just Obviously, with Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be a high-powered offense. If he is the receiver number two on that offense, you're getting a steal there. And just I'll touch on uh, Troy Cohen-Smith as well. So, Ted Ginn, he's out. Troy Cohen-Smith, inserting him into that Ted Ginn role. Now, do you think he's a little bit better? Heck, Troy Cohen-Smith could end up kind of being like the OBJ. Yeah, OBJ, when his rookie year, it's not going to be that good. Obviously, not going to be that good. But he could kind of be that kind of ad for you where he's just a difference maker on your team later on in the season later on in the season once he gets going so you know maybe just an option for you if you you know you have the roster spot might not be a bad idea to pick him up and kind of fill that in there and I should touch on Cortland Sutton as well you know if Demaryius Thomas does get traded Cortland Sutton was my favorite receiver out of this draft this last year so if Demaryius Thomas does get traded that means Cortland Sutton is going to be a top 30 receiver easily if Demaryius Thomas is out and Emmanuel Sanders. This kind of seems to always be you know having an injury uh, destination on him so Gorton Son's the guy there. I do like him, um, but really going forward. Let's go into the tight ends So like I said, there's really only one that I want to touch on and It's gonna be Chris Hernan Now he scored in each of the last two games and you know the Jets do like to play a lot of tight ends But Chris Hernan, his snap counts keep going up each week and He was the player that they try to hype up the most in the preseason. He got an injury during the preseason He didn't really play that much now. He's finally getting acclimated to the offense and I do think his snap share is gonna go up and up and Sam Darnold You know, when you're without Quincy Noonan, who is the best receiver, now you're without Terrell Pryor, who is just a really nice, raw talent, you're going to be trying to get the ball to some other playmakers, and I think that's going to result in Chris Hernan getting more touches. And you think about Bilal Powell, if he's out, you know, that's a pass-catching option as well. Those targets have got to go somewhere. I think it's going to go to someone like Hernan and maybe even Cannon, like I touched on earlier. All right, hope you guys really enjoyed this video or this uh, audio cast. Uh, As I'm driving, I'm not sure about the quality of it all. Maybe I'll record it again later. I'm not sure. But I just want to get you guys this information. And it is a one take, so I apologize if it wasn't the most polished audio cast you've heard. But I'm just trying to touch on some things that most people aren't, you know, trying to tell you. Like Cannon, he could be a nice fantasy asset for you this week. Marcus Murphy, he could be a nice fantasy asset for you going forward. Uh, Just, you know, small things like that that matter. Feel free to tweet me any questions you guys have. I would appreciate it. You know, I can help you out there no matter what. Hope you guys enjoyed it, though.